I'm Kirstie. And I'm Ellie. And we're the producers. And you're listening to St. Paul Filmcast. the introductions were from yeah uh, those those two lovely ladies uh from uh the producers llc yeah yeah and we have lucas munson with us too yes so thanks for guys thanks for coming thanks for having me back yeah it's uh it's been a while but i'm glad to be here uh before we start we talked about um, during prep time we're talking about great movies and jay brought an interesting point of good movies sometimes they're hesitant to rewatch them Yes. Yes, and I was, um, and his marker was Annihilation. Oh, okay. Which yeah, actually is a book too. I read the book and seen the movie. I saw the movie first and then read the book. What's it? Is it very much similar? I think like thematically, and yeah, uh, yeah from like a like a feeling standpoint, they're the same thing. But what actually happens and like what the the monster is and the locations within the place like they're in the same right like realm you know in both but the like the lighthouse was way more important in the book than it, it was there in the in in the, sorry it was more important in the movie but yeah yeah uh, have, have you read the book too so i just you know i just ordered it uh through amazon so it came in like the area x yeah, yeah. Uh, trilogy. The trilogy yep. Yeah, but I haven't busted it open yet. Yeah, I thought it was it was a good read. I have only just started the second of the three, you know, parts. So are you are you more of a book first than movie, or are you more? Yeah, movie? usually because I do think that most of the times the filmmakers screw up the books. Uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, but you know, former English teacher over here, uh, big surprise, everybody. Well, the interesting part of the book is because it it's. Dialogue can be interchangeable. Anybody can speak those lines. There's no distinct characterization of speaking, and it's kind of like annihilation of definite, like definite characters, right? I think that's all intentional. Why it's written like that? I guess I didn't. It's been it's been a year since I probably read the thing, so I guess I'm right. Like anybody can say those lines at any time, really. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And I think sure. that's intentional. A lot okay. of people believe it's a minus to it, but I think it's as intentional. Oh, interesting. I'll have to go back and look at it again. Did you know, I think, bringing up the movie, but you know it's actually bookend by Glass of Water? In the beginning, um, Oscar Isaac takes a sip of glass oh, of water okay. and there's blood. At the end, she takes a glass of water. Oh, nice. And it's kind of a visual bookend to the whole nice. thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's in the book or not. I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's yeah. a, a four-page expedition uh, exposition on uh, glasses of water. At the, um, I, no. no, that's not, that's <laughs> not true. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. so was the... Was our conversation? I wasn't here for this part. Was it that Annihilation did not hold up well for a second viewing? No, I think the whole topic is um, rewatching good movies. Oh, okay. And uh, Roger Ebert had a good point of good movies should always seem new when you rewatch them. Mm. And I, I think that's a little bit like Jay brought up. Yeah, I mean, I, I have this this kind of strange thing where if I really really like something, or if I'd wish I'd, if I, I mean, if I wind up feeling like oh, I wish I wish I'd made that. I have this. I have this weird sort of—I um, don't even know what you want to call it—but it, it's a habit of 
if I really love something, I don't yeah. want to go back and watch it right away. Like I want to wait as long as I can yeah. to, to have that, excuse me, that experience uh, or, or kind of recapture that experience as close as it was the first time I watched it, which is impossible. So I'll wait a long time. So do you feel like that way it um, you've forgotten enough about it or you have removed yourself far enough away from the feeling that you got when you first saw it that you can kind of grab some of that back again? Yeah, I, exactly. It's, it's 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 almost like chasing that first hit off that drug. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, I, I, I'm chasing the, uh, what's the, what's the, the dragon? Term? The dragon, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I've done that with, with, with some films and I, I think we were, I, I don't know how we got on the topic, but... Um, but yeah, being hesitant to, to rewatch things. Oh, because you were talking about how much you watch Maltese Falcon. Yeah, how many times a year that you go you go through and watch it? And it always seems kind of new. You know, I think yeah. good movies you always catch something you'd never seen before. Yeah, something. But yeah, I can yeah I, I can re relate to that. I think music is kind of that way too. Like you'll listen to a song, you know, and, and especially if you like really know a song and you can sing along with the song, and then you're more paying attention to your own performance of like I'm singing this song. But then if you just shut up and you just listen to it again <laughs> after right. you've heard it sixty times, and you go, or you put on like a really good pair of headphones and you listen again, you go, wow, yeah. there's actually a lot more here that I don't pay attention to when I'm, you know, actively participating with the song rather than sitting back and really paying attention to you know the, the crafting of it so yeah i think i think good art definitely uh has multi layers yeah. certainly yeah do you, you always incorporate like think about music when you write though lucas um you know i know I, you're music savvy oh you yeah, love, oh, yeah. You, go to con you still go to concerts all the time so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've been to like five in the last month and i'm going to one tonight and i'm going to another <laughs> one on tuesday so yeah i still go to a lot of concerts um, I will certainly put on something that fits my mood at the time, but I don't know. Like I've I've read authors' lists of here's what I was listening to while I was writing this to get myself in the mood for this, and I I don't feel uh, I've thought about this myself before. Like I don't know if I would feel like it would be valid or worthwhile for me to do this because I don't right. think that the music matches the mood of what I'm working on. It's just more of where I'm at, you know, what I want to listen to at the time. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can relate a little bit. I, I definitely, um, I'll go through and like for this this feature that I did, I, I uh, directed a feature last summer called Dark Cloud, and I, I had this for a while, and I'm like, I kind of got sick of it. Admittedly, the playlist that I made, but I did make a playlist that I felt was sort of in tune with how I saw the visuals and to sort of. I guess kind of keep my mind in that place and it eventually evolved and some of like some of it I go back and listen now and look at what we got um, and what we're going to be sharing with the world I don't feel like some of that music actually aligns but however in the time and place it for some reason was able to get me to a and like, like kind of like you said I didn't use it to like get to a certain state of mind um, there was just something about um, that that music, those tones, and in, in the mood that that worked for making adjustments to the script or storyboarding, um, and um, but it definitely became its own thing after. And I, I never quite looked at it like, oh, that's going to get me in the mood. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was more of like a, just like a complimentary piece to to what I was trying to do that work. There are definitely things I wouldn't listen to um, versus would listen to during that time. So. Um, I, I don't know much about your movie, but I'm wondering if any of the tunes that you were listening to, did you incorporate them into the soundtrack at all, or have you? Uh... One potentially, uh, one where we've 
we've started the process in terms of uh, the licensing. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing, though: is is I, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 we have yet in terms of the edit. That song is not that track has not been applied to the mm-hmm. edit, and so we got really actually pretty far into the licensing process. Uh, and uh, I kind of put a, uh, I kind of, you know, I pressed the pause button because just like to kind of circle back to how it kind of becomes its own thing. Like, yeah, when I was writing it, or I shouldn't say writing, but when I was storyboarding um, and, 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 and reading the script and, and reworking it into my, I, I guess, my um, director's perspective of the script at hand, that song worked, but I want to make sure it's going to work when I see yeah. it with the visuals. Yeah. You know? So, um, I was going to go somewhere with that. Oh, you just yeah. asked if it actually wound up making it into it. Uh, very close, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a good time to bring it up. Um, let's talk about you know, Dark Cloud. When we're going to be? What's the update about the movie coming? Sure. Uh, well, it's it's the bottom line is we are. I don't want to say that there isn't there isn't a sense of urgency, but the beautiful thing about this is everyone uh, or the powers that be are on the same um, same page in terms of like we want to get this right because it is a complex movie. There's sure. it, it's not um, it's not it's not a linear movie. It's not um, it, well. It's very ambitious in terms of like visual effects and the edit and the sort the sort of thing the character goes through in this film are all things that need to be finessed and handled very carefully uh, so it it feels as if we are experiencing what she's experiencing real time with the viewer because um, going back and, and having conversations with the editor we um it's almost like a movie winds up getting like, like, like I hate to say it but for lack of a better way of, of describing it like y- you make the movie so many times I think I may have said right, that in the yeah. podcast last time. Like, you know, I have. No, it makes sense to me. I made that. I made this book f- ten times over before you finally. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. I'm sure Lucas can agree that you, it's all. It's not writing. It's actually rewriting, right? Yeah. I, <laughs> reworking. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Reworking for sure. I think I do probably an abnormal amount of prep. Like you know, for storyboarding, I don't do storyboarding for a comic book because making the comic book is it just is the storyboard. making the storyboard, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but um, I do like a lengthy. Um, like pre-writing process where you know I might put down notes on like post-it notes and then physically move them around to make sure that all the story points are in the right order and yeah yeah, uh, I think my process then before I even start writing the actual script I have done enough prep work that as I'm writing I'm making you know edits um but I don't end up going back and rewriting much other than just proofreading kind of stuff. Mm, I suppose yeah. I, I front end the process, I guess, enough that I have not experienced where I've had to go back and rework significant portions of. No, it's just like tweaking a little bit, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. So, so you know, there's some. There seems like no urgency. You just want to get this correct. More importantly, rather than just yeah, kicking it out. Yeah, for sure. And I, like, I, I gotta walk a tightrope. But there is. I don't. I don't. Say, I don't want to say that there isn't like a like. We're not just like you know, out of sight, out of mind. We're not thinking about it. Um, it's 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 more so. We see the potential it has, and um, 
we it, it is about getting it right um but we're, we're juggling a lot we're juggling a lot there's a lot of things that could uh make this thing um sink yeah right there's so many and we don't want that to happen <laughs> right uh, uh and and so yeah being really open-minded about it and uh, even though i'm the director i've always said the best idea should win and um our, our editor jeremy wanick has got some pretty amazing ideas in terms of how the story can be told in an even more uh, or, or less traditional fashion that just keeps it more interesting and 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 uh less linear and so we're kind of we're looking at it that way we're what we'll probably do is once we have an edit close to locked we will probably go back and do some some pickups sure some pickup shots just anything that could make uh, any scene just, just flow a little bit better we have we have that liberty and freedom to do that and in, in, in the time um we, we all really really believe in it and uh it's it's pretty awesome um when um you know once again the powers that be are on your side with getting it right as opposed to it's got to, you know like, no, right. it doesn't matter it's got to be like it's good enough you know that's not the case here so and then what's the update about uh, you produ- we're producing one uh, only dance can save you oh yeah yeah so, so uh, uh, thanks for asking yeah that's yeah. Uh, that's John's film uh, he uh, wrote and directed it and he's the same writer that uh, wrote Dark Cloud um, so that actually we are coming around the bend with the edit um, we've probably got about a half hour of the film pretty close to lock it's a short film right uh, no it's it's a feature oh it's a full feature yeah okay, okay. yeah and so we want to get that done by uh, early mid-April um, and so it's um, it's been fun um, and uh, editing that has been has been great because uh, these performers that we have gave us a lot of uh excuse me, uh, I guess, a lot of different options to tell the story. And as an editor, that's always fun because you have to play with, um, it's it's like, okay, I'm just going to pause this for a second. I don't know if either of you guys watched the Oscars this year, but I was so Oh, yes, that's like our Super Bowl. Yeah, and so with (laughs) I actually do watch the Super Bowl. I used to be a football referee. I love the Super Bowl, but yeah, the Oscars yeah. is my Super Bowl. Sure. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say the same. Yeah. Um, but I loved how Michael Keaton made a point talking about how editing and how how kind of under the radar it goes in terms of creating good performances. And uh, when, when, you, when you work with the talent like we had on Only Dance Can Save Us, um, you, you get a lot of options and you can – it's almost like a puzzle and, right. and but you get to build the picture of the puzzle um put the pieces together and um yeah when you're editing it's like there's no one way to do it there's several different ways you can do it and that's a lot of fun for an editor because it's almost like well you get a little bit more of that creative um leeway to tell a story it's like well i like this you know and the director might like this we look at them both it's like this is really cool either way we go i mean you make the ultimate call but the fact that i get to have fun and and see these different options and stuff it's um you don't get that all the time well think about just um i mean even if you every scene let's say you had the set you know you have one one option for this scene okay uh here's this this piece of it and this piece we're not we don't have multiple takes to work with I, I give you one piece to work with for the entire scene, and it's pieces A, B, C, and D for the scene. But even then, 
your choices of cuts and you know how quickly you're transitioning between each of the pieces and um, you know there, there are drastically different feelings that you can get with very minor adjustments if sure. all things are equal you could make two entirely different movies yep. and one could be freaking terrible <laughs> yeah, and the yeah, other could yeah. be fantastic yeah uh yeah editing is you know uh, it's just as important as literally any other piece to get it right yeah uh, yeah you can i've seen plenty of movies where you go boy this movie could have been pretty decent but god they did a bad job of editing this thing together sure sure um I'm, so yeah that's it's that's huge I'm, and it's an art it's not a science like oh man if i shave off one third of a second in this transition yeah or hold it, it, too, or hold it too different. long or something oh yeah. yeah yeah yep or hold it too long and and, and then especially when i'm writing it's something like you especially for comic books because you don't have time you have to work about mm-hmm. slice a panel mm-hmm. so I, I always think about like there's a scene where god i wish i could just hold the scene but there's no time so you have to think about more of an action sense of a pace different yeah. from a movie yeah. or if i have two people talking i like in a movie this would be great if you just can hold this thing and just capture emotions you yeah. can't do that in a comic book Absolutely. because it's like it's just you're not they're just going to be bored with it. You have to like figure out a line and then cut. So it's different transitions of how you write and edit um, based on mediums. Yeah, I so I don't do any of the art in my comic books. I'm just I'm right. just the, the writer. Uh, I'm just I'm just the writer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, interchangeable. Yeah. Yes, but uh, I. I get a little wordy, and Jeff Kulisek, one of my illustrators, he 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 doesn't have any hard times telling me, "Hey, man, these people are talking a lot, and I don't know how to draw this thing. Like, there's a lot of text on this page." But he always he always accommodates. But I totally get what you're saying. Like, I have two people in this scene having an important conversation to move the plot along. How am I supposed to make this visually compelling? Yeah. And I think a lot of comic books really fail. When I go to the comic book store yeah. and I'm flipping through books and I just see a whole lot of the samey samey kind of stuff, I'm going, ah, this doesn't look very interesting. The story could be A plus, top notch, best ever. Right. But if you don't have the visual accompaniment to keep things interesting, how are you going to gain an audience or how are you going to effectively tell that story? So, yeah, it's important stuff. It's one of the challenges that I really wanted to investigate when I did my story. Mm-hmm. I didn't want a lot of action in my comic book and see if I can keep people interested. I don't want a lot of punching, throwing, and yeah. all the physical gymnastics. Yeah. I wanted something that can be tangible, just visually showing, that could be interesting just with dialogue. Yeah. And see if I can pull it off. You know, it, it doesn't work, then we'll move on to something. But I, that's why I wanted to challenge myself. Yeah. I didn't want to make superheroes. Everybody, it's, it's right. I'm saturated. Right. Yeah. So let's try something else and see if it works. Let's yeah. do a simple black and white and see if dialogue can carry it and simple scenes and stuff like that, yeah. So, and I think it works. Dialogue's hard, man. I, I don't, oh, yeah. anybody says it's easy to do, that is still the toughest thing I had. That was a harsh criticism when I presented my first draft and people like, it's this exposition, you gotta have to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I give you, I, I commend you guys. Um, like, I, if I, I mean, if I could go back in time, um, which I can't. <laughs> um, <laughs> if anybody I, can, please write in. Yeah, write yeah, yeah. How, Any, anyone listening, yeah. uh, sure. uh, email Nick Give me here. the formula, please. Yeah. Write it, out the equation. Yes. And we won't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I just have to ask, when it comes to comics, what, 
what has it taught you about storytelling? Um, because I know that, and I was kind of vague, but right. in, in terms of, does it make you sort of start to see storytelling differently in terms of like, have you found yourself having to kill your babies? And what I mean by mm -hmm. that is just sort of like, looking beyond like what you're super proud of and being like okay as in because for me as a director I, like i feel like i've grown to really think about the audience more than anything like i i that's why i'm not editing this film you know because i also want to think from an audience perspective and step away from it do you guys wind up how often do you guys wind up having to lose things that you just love in order to keep that story going forward or maybe you don't maybe maybe um you guys are creatives that because I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of creatives that just create, and they they create for themselves. There's not necessarily anything wrong with that. Yeah. But who are you guys creating for when when you're doing your comics? All right, I'm gonna give this to Lucas. I'm gonna get another All one. Right. <laughs> um, I I guess I feel like if uh, I'm a real harsh critic of media in general, um, sure. and I really feel like I know when I see something that I like, and I feel like my sensibility is top notch when it comes to stuff. So I trust if I'm going to like the story, if I'm psyched about something I'm working on, I trust that it's going to find an audience of, you know, people with similar tastes as mine that they're also probably going to be interested in what I have to say. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I certainly if something isn't working, you know, when I'm doing my pre-writing stuff, I might have little snippets of, you know, this location might be cool or, you know, this, this line of dialogue seems really neat. But, you know, there are pages of ideas that once I've actually sat down and I've worked out the story, that stuff didn't make it. That line didn't make it. It didn't make sense. It didn't fit. Yeah. I have no hesitation whatsoever to ax something if it is not working. Good for um, you. Good for oh, you. Oh, absolutely. It's and hard. Yeah, it, it can be. It can be. Um, so I don't know. I guess I don't know if either of you know that I come from originally a filmmaking background before I got into comic books. Um, and so, you know, when I went to college, I went to college for video production and uh, I've done a lot of editing and, and some directing and um, I did a lot of music videos and a, a feature length documentary. But um, the thing that I like about the comic book medium, I guess, twofold. One would be that I feel like comic books are movies with infinite budgets you can and i don't right. remember who so i this was a quote that i read from somebody i don't know where i got it from but it totally fits in my perspective of understanding comics you have an unlimited budget to do anything that you want with your story you can have the location be yeah. on Mars and have, you know, <laughs> right. Matt Damon uh, eating poop potatoes and it costs you zero dollars <laughs> extra to do that scene, yeah. you know, than if it but was in, in movie, somebody's bedroom think. in, in right. South Minneapolis, you know, it, it, there's, it's, it's unlimited potential. So I really like that uh, about the format. Um, right. You know, if you want to blow up New York City, you can do it in a comic book. Mm -hmm. Movie, well, we're going to have to talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talk about that. Um, <laughs> So, but I guess what's also interesting about the medium too is that you can be the writer, director, editor on your own. You know, it it can be a one person production. Yeah. Yes. In mine, because I don't do illustration, most of the projects I've worked on have been two people collaborating, and all of the time 
you know, my illustrators will say, hey, you know, I was I was looking at this or I was thinking about this. What if we did this? And like you said about your editor that you were working with, you can trust their sensibility too to tell the story in a way that you hadn't considered right. and the best idea wins. And if I've got a legitimate reason for why I wouldn't want to approach it from that perspective or, you know, do that idea, I'll... I'll have a reason behind it. I won't just say, well, that's not my vision. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And how many shows or movies or whatever have you seen and you go, God, I wish somebody would have stepped in and just told the director or the writer or whatever, <laughs> like, dude, that's a bad idea. <laughs> right. That just killed your entire thing right there. <laughs> and, right. Yeah. yeah. But then yeah. again, there's as many times where I go, boy, this was death by committee, wasn't it? You know? Yeah. Like, wow, too many cooks got in this kitchen. Yeah. And they 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 edited it down to a two hour instead of a two and a half hour feature. And you right. go, boy, this really could have benefited from a little more singular vision. So that's that's tricky. Um Yeah, that balance, man. Right. I, whenever conversations like this come about, and, and, and if I said this in the last podcast, I, I, I apologize, but like I just, when people talk about these things, like there's no better example, and like I mean this in the best way possible, but like it's, it's cliche. Uh, it's you know we've all we've all probably had this conversation, but like when you look at the original Star Wars versus the prequels, and what I mean by that is just in 1999, who was going to tell George Lucas no, that's a bad right. idea? But yeah. the fact that you know he had so much control over this world, which he can do whatever the hell he wants with, because mm -hmm. I mean it's his it's his shit. It was his shit. Yeah. Um. Um. But I I really think that. The original trilogy came out stronger because of what we're talking about. Yeah, that balance. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. So I want to bring it up to you, um, and I, I think I brought it up with um, Kirstie and Ellie, but um, and then Lucas, we talked about it before. We talked about cliches before, mm -hmm. and we always talk about a negative. But what is your most? I have I have a favorite, but what is your most favorite cliche? If you ever see in a movie, you're like it's kind of you kind of get a chuckle out of it. I do oh. have a couple in mind. My my favorite is always when they have to sample the drugs during a drug bust. <laughs> that is my favorite. <laughs> nobody does no nobody ever does that. But for for visual quality and film, they feel they have to do it. Remember they did it in Goodfellas. You know that was a good oh, marker. Yeah, they do it all the time. <laughs> you oh, yep, get in yep, serious that's cocaine. Yeah, oh, okay, you get in serious trouble. If yeah, you right? get to sample the drugs. I love that cliche. I would have to think about my favorite. Yeah. My least favorite. That I will, I swear to God, I have stopped watching things because of it. Because okay. is enhance. If you enhance that video from that oh, yeah. security camera oh, and yeah. think you're gonna get some <laughs> license plate number, I will straight up fucking stop watching your shitty movie then and there. Knock it off, everybody. Enhance is not a thing. Read something about video quality. <laughs> stop in, yeah. doing that right now. <laughs> That's yeah. my tip to you, filmmakers, uh, aspiring yeah, people just, out there. Don't fucking enhance anything ever in your in your production. Yeah, just over. let him sample the drugs. Would be fine. Yeah, sample the drugs <laughs> instead. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, you got a favorite? God, that's a really good one. Wow, I, I would I would have to think about it. My problem is maybe I'm just too nice. Films and movies. I, and I like everything. Right, yeah. That's that's my problem. Is like I'll 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 straight up ignore the cliches and and. Uh, 
Um, but if I had a good yeah. 10 minutes to just think about it, I could come up with something. So maybe I have to get back to you. My second it. favorite is always when they're the two characters are fighting and one's on the ground and one's on top and choking. There's always an object. Oh, yeah. Uh, just oh, always an object. You like A rock or it's a stretch. Because like, it's like, you know, it's coming. Which, which I, and I always play the game, what object could it be? Could it be a rock? Yeah, right. Is it a pencil? Whatever. And it's always unconscious. It's never like always knocked you unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. right, right. <laughs> Has anybody ever actually hit anybody in the head hard enough with something like that that they would <laughs> be able to confirm or deny whether or not? All I'm saying is if I'm on if I have to beat somebody up and I'm on top of you, I'm not choking you. That takes too long. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole damn thing is flawed. But you, this is a cliche you enjoy. You uh, like I get a chuckle thing... out because this is not part of the reality. It's yeah. just not going to happen at any point. You're not going to be on time somebody choking him. Stop! And then they out of, <laughs> all of a sudden there's a rock that just right on my reach that we didn't pay attention mm. to. The, I, th I think the cliche that I, and this kind of falls in line just with, I, I got one, is, um, is the, well, <laughs> we, uh, we can't, uh, we can't beat him alone, but he can't stop us together, or, or that sort of thing. That 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 old like the, the um, yeah yeah the cliche of of, of just sort of like, like uh, we're not enough alone, but together. I don't I don't know why I, I don't mind that. <laughs> but oh, like yeah, yeah. you like I, the team up of the uh, the, the, the teamwork, the unexpected, the unexpected the team, partnership. The, the, yeah, yeah, for the, the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, okay. the, the team up. I I'm I'm always game for that. Um. <laughs> You yeah. can you can make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's been some decent buddy movies for sure. Yeah, but they all unnecessarily we have to team up to to yeah to d defeat the greater force, whether it just be something right. like uh, a situation or literally a greater force. Uh, I can't. W what was I watching? I was watching. Uh, um, I was watching the Josh Trank Fantastic Four film. Oh boy! And uh, not the Roger uh, Corman one. Not the Roger Corman one. Which that I, is actually which I have good. Seen, which I have seen. Have you and seen the Roger Corman version of which, Fantastic Four? I don't know by the name which one of the which one. It's of the, the one they had to make to keep the rights to make. It was uh, in like the '90s. It was in the Jessica 90s. Alba and whatever. No, before no. that. Oh, yeah, yeah before it was that. never officially released. But you go to oh. any con, you can. Buy no, it I now. do not know this. I have not seen this, and it's actually decent. I mean, it's it is what For it what is. What its budget is? Oh, yeah. so okay. What, I don't know if I want to, but the whole story is they had to make a movie to maintain to the, the rights right. to okay. shoot the movie. So <laughs> yeah. within a month, Roger Corman had to make this Fantastic Four movie, not to be shown. And they didn't tell any of the actors that it's not going to be shown. They just oh, had to make. Oh come this. on! You wouldn't share that with people that you're. Well, you can find bootlegs once in a while. It'll pop up on YouTube, and they'll wow. cancel it out. But yep. it's yep. the whole point of it, so they can maintain the rights yeah, of it sure. to make the Jessica Elba. Wow, fantastic! Maybe board. they should have just let it go. They should because it's the best. <laughs> one. <laughs> now, now, the, the, like uh, this is a conversation that like like I I don't. I don't dislike the Josh Trank Fantastic Four movie, and you guys can throw your water bottle. I, you know what? I haven't seen it. it. If we're now we're are, now are we talking about the Jessica Alba one? Uh, no, we're not. Oh, we're still not. <laughs> now are we, are we no, talking about the one that the, came the out the like latest one, twenty fifteen? Oh, yeah. The latest. Yeah, one. you're gonna be standing alone on this I, side I, of the table. I, I, <laughs> sorry, man. I've been standing alone on this side for four years since it came out, and I, 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 I don't mind the take. And I, I love those actors. I completely understand why people think it's 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 the wrong uh, way to go about that. You know, the yeah. Marvel's first family. But I like the take. I didn't mind it. 
Um, but point being, to come full circle to this cliche thing, I remember watching the movie in the theater and when they're uh, in the negative zone or whatever they call it in the movie, I don't think it's called the negative zone. I can't remember. Yeah. How come? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, the, uh, but but like I remember just my buddy and I sitting next to each other when I'm saying there's yeah. when Miles Teller has his, his zinger line that we're just talking about we turned it to each other at the same time as Miles Teller said it he's like but he's not stronger than all of us together, oh, together. nice so yeah. but yeah anyway well we can either keep talking about <laughs> no. no I have an ex uh, you know endings yeah is there a particular one that is there one movie that really had a perfect ending for you. Mm. I do have a couple in mind, but we, one we, like the recent, like A Quiet Place, had a great ending to it. Oh, it did have a really good. That ending. That was a fantastic ending because it was like a whole buildup and then it was like a slice, and you're like, yeah. And I get people's criticism of that, like yeah. nobody figured this out for however many years. I guess yeah. okay. So have you seen it? Yeah, I have. All but right. when you're in survival mode, you're not really. Have I guess, time but to, here's yeah. the thing: like you've got yeah. the entire military complex. Yeah. And. I loved the movie. I gave it five out of five. I think it's fantastic, but I agree. Like, seriously, nobody figured out that these aliens with giant ears are susceptible to sound. Like, yeah. come on, y'all. Yeah, still, still loved it. But, but I did. I, I think that's a fantastic ending. Great, and it's something ending. that people are not aware of is you have to have a really good ending. Oh, hell yeah. It doesn't have to be a slice like A Quiet Place. We talked about uh, Can upgrade. I pause you guys for a yeah, second? go for it. Yeah. I loved A Quiet Place, saw it in theaters, but why don't I remember the ending? What happens? Well, Spoilers. I mean, you can tell it. It's just well, they so discovered dude, how they Dad could, dies, girl yeah. figures out on her own that the sound, the, the deaf girl figures out on her own that the sound is... Feedback. The, yeah, the feedback screws with their sensory, whatever. They're down in that, that in, in basement the thingy. Okay. And she cranks up that homemade uh, hearing aid that feeds back all the time right? and then okay. just blasts them when they're down in the she, room. And, and then Emily Blunt clocks the hat shotgun like, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. gonna have a party yeah. yeah, and then it's a cut. Oh, it was dope. I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. It was a really dope movie. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, still. No, okay. On, guys. I just want to get, yes, I didn't mean to interject no. or get us off uh, topic. I just want to, okay, I want to be on the same page. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah. The, I, love, I love that film. The last time I was here, we talked about the movie Upgrade and then following that, that I believe a, yeah. you watched it and have you seen this movie yet? I have. I think it's dope that ending yeah. that ending went from this movie's a four out of five to this is the movie of the year for me that right. in the last it. five it was minutes definitely of my movie. top 10 and i don't know Holy why shit. everybody didn't, i don't know if they did not see it because they thought bloomhouse and this is just gonna be a horror movie but probably and and it had almost no marketing budget and and i maybe we talked about this last time was here too but i yeah. i've read that i don't remember who it was that was talking about it but somebody within the production of that film the studio told them we expect your movie to make 32 total million dollars or something in that in that neighborhood in the in the theaters so we're only going to budget you know two hundred thousand dollars for production or i uh, sorry for promotion and the guy goes but if you promote it more right. we'll make how more much, how money am i supposed to know about this yeah right, and yeah. the movie hasn't come out yet how are you going to possibly know how much money the movie is going to make how can right. you project that before the movie's even out so I think that was part of it. It didn't, and and the same thing happened with Dread. That was an amazing movie. Great movie, and uh, it it got zero promotion, and thus was out of movie theaters in like two weeks because nobody knew about it. Right. Um, I had to, yeah, I had to run to the other side of the metro area in order to see it. Like, and it was like the night before it was going out of yeah, theaters. That was a that was a travesty. 
And uh, you know, the other important thing about endings is it doesn't have to be like a slice like quiet place and everybody cheers at the end. There's like another where you can trail off. There's and the only thing I get upset about is the uh, the you have to have closure even through the slub plots, you know, where you have to oh, yeah. tie up everything up. And I just it irritates me that you have this whole buildup. I don't care really. We have to tie up all the loose ends to make it carry off. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, another great one that had a great ending was Whiplash. Remember that one? Yes. Hell What's yeah. the ending of Whiplash? Uh, he impresses him at the end. Okay. <laughs> Closes out on J.K. Simmons' okay. face, yes. I believe. Yeah. Okay. Which ended That's perfectly because the whole the whole was to impress yeah, him. Right. And all you get, it was just a big half smile. Okay. Which is monumental. He, he broke through to him. For that whatever. character. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. I like Because in the, the end, you're like, what are you doing? Because he's all of a sudden he's playing drums and you're like, what? we have to wrap this up what are you doing and then explain what he's doing and it's a i thought it was great writing hell yeah it was perfect between that and birdman i couldn't decide which which i like better i think i i th from that year i think i have to give it to whiplash after i saw it like i, I that movie just oh like my dad for instance is the kind of guy that a good movie to him just has action and I don't mean to throw him out of the bus. He just yeah, sincerely yeah. loves like to be entertained by shit going on in screen. Yeah, right. And and uh, um, I remember watching my dad's face uh, when we watched Whiplash, and like he was glued to the TV. I, I just put it on one night when I was yeah. over there, and um, every once in a while, like I know there's like these uh, like, ridiculously. Uh, good films that I probably couldn't convince my dad to go see in the theater because of the concept. He'll just be like, nah, well, I don't know. <laughs> right, yeah. But, but you know, if, I know if he were to watch them that, that he would be hooked. Yeah, and I, that, 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 to me, that's like a huge, huge um, testament to how powerful and good, how well made that movie is, in my mind, because I know what kind of movies my dad likes. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I put it on, and like, and he was like, Right. He stayed up past his bedtime and shit. <laughs> like, it's, it's a, it's not a very good sell. Yeah. It's a great movie about what this guy's in a music school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he plays the drums. <laughs> plays the drums, and, <laughs> and I've tried to sell it to other people, and they're like, eh, "You got to be kidding me!" It's but all, it's, it's all in the the execution, right? Yeah. I think that's some big minus to the movie is what's the plot, and people are like, "I don't know if I want to watch spend my time." It's like it's really good though. Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. something I want to talk about. Yeah. Are you guys still watching trailers? I watch the first ones, but then I don't, or, or the teaser, or the trip. Then I don't yeah. watch trailer number two, or like whatever it is, because sometimes they won't even do a teaser. They'll just do trailer one. Um, but most of the time, I'll just watch the first one, and then that's it. Because after that, then I think it becomes a little bit too much. Like you, you just like I, I've seen too many movies to see the trailer and figure out what the fuck right, happens. Right. How yeah. About you? Do you still I watch agree. I, I do, and I regret it. Yeah. It's almost like eating chocolate when you're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I love movies. I want to see what it looks like. And then yeah. you're like, well, I kind of know what's, you know, it's kind yeah. of a, yeah. They, I like a teaser, a really good teaser. Yeah, you know, you know you're going to see it. A yes. teaser is good. Right, and I'm intentionally avoiding, Scorsese says he's going to have a new movie, The Irishman, with okay. yep. De Niro and Pacino. Oh, wow. And I just didn't steal. I am not going to see the trailer for sure. it. Sure. I mm -hmm. just, I don't want to, because I know trailers get, you just throw everything out right. there anymore. Yeah. But yeah, it's a conscious decision not to. Yeah, I avoid them at all costs at this point. Like, uh, and, and reviews are the same. 
Like, oh, yeah. please stop. Here's another. Here's another Lucas tip for the audience. Please stop talking about the plot in your movie review. Stop it. Tell me <laughs> what is it good or not, and why was it good? Right. Without telling me anything about the story. Knock it off. Yeah. Uh, trailers and movie reviews are banned in my mind. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> Knock it off. I guess it's tricky because a lot of people don't have. I guess my perception is a lot of people don't have an open enough mind to go in to see a film that they might not be familiar with and give it a try. Yep. Right. And thus the importance of having trailers. Um, but yeah, it just, they give away too much all the time. And uh, it's, it's frustrating to me. And that's the same, that's the same thing about reviews. I was listening to NPR. Um, oh, I think whatever that Terry Gross program is and at the end of it oftentimes they'll have somebody doing a movie review and i caught the tail end of it recently and they were talking about captain marvel and i had already seen the film yeah. so i wanted to listen to the review had i not seen the, the the movie i would have definitely not listened because i knew every time you're gonna you're gonna get 50 percent of the movie ruined for you and I am not kidding you. The number of scene by scene descriptions that this reviewer gave of the film made it halfway through the movie and gave away so many pieces. I'm going, oh. what are you doing? You're not reviewing this. You're giving like an audio description. You're telling me about for, it. Yeah. You've, you've now <laughs> described for the blind audience. They now are able to tell 50% of what right. just happened in the film. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm so sick of that crap. I presented film reviews on my Instagram, the podcast Instagram account. And I'm very aware, I don't want to tell you what the, I just want to give you a sample, maybe two sentences of the plot. That's it. Yeah, I want give me the to, stinger. I would rather be, you know, if you really like movies, I'll tell you who the cinematographer, I will tell you who's you edited go. and who the actresses are and give you kind of a concept. And one of the, one of the ones I just watch is Braid. Braid is a very avant-garde horror movie. Mm. You could spend hours trying to figure it out because it's very much like a David Lynch, like what is going on. Okay. Yeah. You could spend hours talking about that. That That's nothing important. I wanted to give you like, this is a sample of what it looks like, what's the tone and theme, mm-hmm. and rather than just telling you it's messed up, you know, or just explaining everything to you. You've just given me enough information for me to decide whether or not I would want to see that movie and it sounds like that's something that I would probably want to see and my my first speech and I gave it it looks like a painter's palette just spilled on the screen it looks like a psychedelic horror film that's all you need to know there you go you did Uh it you just reviewed that movie now give it a four out of five stars and we wouldn't wrap up that review that's how you review movies people enough with this trailer with uh, enough with the uh, the spoilers and the plot points knock it off well it's hard because they schedule you know i go to see movies because i like you know because we have to talk about and stuff they schedule a movie at 10 30 it's not gonna be shown at 10 30 right, it's right. gonna be shown at like 10 50 right. they're gonna give you 20 minutes of trailers right. yeah which is like we've already seen them there's such thing as youtube we've already watched <laughs> yeah. i haven't though that's the thing so i intentionally try to show up to movies about 10 minutes late so that yeah. i don't have to watch any of the trailers partly because it's obnoxious to sit there and see the same trailer because i go and see enough movies where i'm gonna see right. the new yep. harry potter movie trailer 17 times before the movie's out you yeah. know um but then at that point like you said like i've already seen so much of the movie and i i am good enough at figuring out how pieces of movies fit together that i can get a lot more out of what's going to happen in the movie than what the pieces were presented yes. in that trailer it makes me nuts all right, we're going to take a little bit of break. Yeah. And then uh, we'll come back and we'll have a little more fun talking about movies or whatever. 
This is Angelica Norton. And this is Amber Moreno. I produce and I host a podcast called Chatty Crafties. I chat with our crafty friends about what drives them to make, perform, and create. It's not about perfection. No. It's about expression. We invite you to peer into the lives of our guests' creative processes and inspirations. We hope to excite those who assume they're not creative and support those who may have forgotten that they are. Honestly, I just want to celebrate and absorb their creative energy to try new things. So it won't sound so daunting for me to, oh, sew a swimsuit, tell a story on stage in front of strangers, or get back into painting. So find us at chattycrafties.com for a new episode every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Now go make some art. No, though, Thor Ragnarok, because we talked about him in the break. Um, uh, Tiki, what's his name? I can't say his name. Yeah, Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. So, but prior to directing Thor Ragnarok, he did a movie called What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. I've seen <laughs> some great. of it. It's great. That's great. <laughs> and we're anticipating because it's going to be a TV show. Oh, my gosh. They're going to do a TV show. Matt. Matt Barry, who used to be an IT crowd. Oh, okay. Uh, Stephen Toast, Toast of London. It's on Netflix. Yeah, okay. And he's gonna be one of the vampires. That's amazing. He Matt Barry does a wonder. He's a wonderful talent of somebody that can be charismatic and repulsive at the same time. Oh, okay. I like <laughs> he it. Does that. I like that. And he did that in an IT crowd where okay. he can just be charismatic and, but he's just so disgusting at the okay. same time. So I'm really looking forward to what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Uh, I have also heard that he has been hired to remake Time Bandits. Oh, they're gonna remake Time Bandits. Yeah. yeah. Really. Yeah. Oh, that's one of my favorites from when I was a kid. And uh, I think that's going to be amazing. That's not only just physical comedy, but dialogue. Yeah. Too. And why I did God be... spend all that time on spiders? <laughs> uh, I think he's the perfect choice for that. It's yeah. the, that's the kind of humor that that it, it, that'll succeed because of him. I think. Well, we get back to like comedy because it's hard to interject, and that was one of the criticism I got for my script was I, I submitted to somebody to read, and he said, "Well, it's not funny." And I was like, well, it's not supposed to be. It's not a comedy. No, yeah. everything has comedy in it. Somewhere at the level, you have to interject it some way. And I didn't... I don't know if I agree with that. You don't really necessarily agree with that. It doesn't have I've to have... I've seen some real downer movies that are a downer the whole damn time, and there's nothing funny, and they still work just fine. Okay. Yeah. Life isn't always funny. It can be in retrospect, but... Right. It could be a perspective. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, uh, so one of our... Uh, favorite movies of of last year, the, yeah. Uh, Prayer Before Dawn. I don't remember laughing at all in that movie. No, that's not a comedy. No, but it was really freaking good. I can uh, maybe I don't know. I don't think there's any comedy in that movie. I don't know. I think you can have a perfectly valid and valuable story without having any comedy. I don't know. What do you think? No, there's awkwardness to it. There's an awkward. Yeah. Sure. I don't know if anybody would laugh at the awkwardness. There's uncomfortable, but right. There's not one time that it goes, huh. Even that, right? I, 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 I don't know how I feel about that. Um, 
in terms of I mean I yeah I I don't I don't know that it's necessary I, I would say yeah. that a general audience might prefer it a little bit sure but but, but I'm sure but but I I, I don't as think, a valid needs type yeah some levity you know yeah. in a sense but I don't know that it has to be I mean shit I don't know I'm, I'm trying to think of something that I've seen where where there is none um And nothing has come to mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Right? But but yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's I, I, it's an argument that's really I think Lucas brings it up. It's yeah. it's all subjective, right? It There's really nothing, is. It's somebody else's tragedy could be something else's comedy, right? Yeah, and 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 and, and just talking with so like talking with so many people who don't create but rather consume. Um, yeah, there there are people out there who just don't like watching sad movies. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, I've got okay, I've got one. Uh, what was the Scorsese film uh, with Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, Silence? Yes, I don't remember laughing during that movie at all. It was really damn good, but I don't know if I can recommend it because no. I don't know how it's going to make you feel. Like you know, I don't want to pop that on a Saturday night, you know, and bust <laughs> like like I I I, I loved it. Um, I don't know that I need to see it again. It's so damn depressing. Right. I don't remember laughing at all. How all about right. that movie, The Machinist? Oh yeah, oh. with Christian Bale. I don't remember being tickled at all in that movie. There's right. A, there's a couple moments where Christian Bale's like, I think it's like a woman making commentary about his physique, and he's like, Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. They did. Yep, you're right. Yeah. They did. All right, scratch right. that one off the list. <laughs> <laughs> but I could be. I don't. Wrong. Know, I, well, it's, it's to, to me, comedy has always been a subjective. What is funny yeah. for something that makes me laugh out loud to my wife, just kind of. Eh. Oh yeah. And then something will make her. I was like, well, that's that's great for you. So it it's hard to. What is the what is really funny and what could right. be what necessarily? But you're right. It doesn't have to have comedy in it all the time. I, I think I don't know. Yeah, comedy is was way too subjective to, you know, what's the the most popular television show is that uh, Big Bang Theory, and I I would have a hard time finding an honest laugh in one out of every ten episodes. I think, right, and people get a kick out of that one big time. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've actually never seen a full episode. Uh, keep yeah. it that way, bro. It's <laughs> I don't know. Why I don't have interest. I just don't. Yeah. It's, it's it, lousy. I stopped at the fourth season. Did you? Yeah. You made it that long. Uh, <laughs> there you go. You I just, because of the background. Really, really, because of the background. Because they had, like, awesome toys and all this stuff and comic books in the background. And, like, I like that. Or they had, like, the board games and point that out. Or my wife paused it. Back when they actually wrote legitimate formulas on the whiteboard. Mm, yeah. Because they advised, you know, Great. physicists. And they had, like, <clears throat> these interesting physics quantum physics formulas and andy and sit yeah. there we read them and stuff but it's just gone away it's kind of gone down to what they present now i think my biggest problem with that show is that it is not honest in appreciating the influences that those physicists and the comic book fans and right. the actual legitimate died in the wool nerds like these are points for people to laugh at, not to laugh with. Once I've, once I've kind of looked at that, it's not an appreciation. It's almost no. like a comic marker to make fun of. Yes. And it's just like, no. Or it, Sheldon has a disorder. Right. No, he's just a jerk. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. not really. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he's yeah. a jerk. Yeah. I, I you know, I I am I'm sure that he's supposed to be on the spectrum or whatever, but uh and he has traits of that being accurate, but yeah, no, he's it just isn't a jerk. always I don't know. <laughs> Plus Howard is the most disgusting human being that's ever lived. Uh yeah, I just really don't like that show because of that reason. So Did, uh, speaking of, well, it gets to my point of what we call conscious character. Conscious you know, character. Somebody who knows they're kind of in a story. Oh, okay. You know, or... A Deadpool. Like Deadpool knows he's in a story. Right. Mm-hmm. Or uh, like, we just we critique Robert uh, Deer Hunter, Robert De Niro's kind of like he's babysitting all of them, kind of knows he mm. has to conscientious character. Um, kind of bring up the kind of point that in when you're writing or know that somebody's in this situation or, is, or does everybody's kind of outside of it you know what i'm you know what i'm referring to it's always it always defined as a conscious as a character like commissioner garden i think he knows he's in a story almost sure yeah you kind of like look those out look those out or not i i personally don't i not not like are you wondering like do i or do we um aware of it yeah um gosh like Usually the, that that idea, um, it pretty much has to be like breaking the wall for me to right. actually really, really right. like be like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting about Commissioner Gordon though, you bringing that up and how they write him. And- well, he's the first, uh, my, always my reflex when I say that, like yeah. a conscientious character, somebody that knows, he's almost like corresponding yeah almost like he knows what's going to be played out yeah i see what you're saying yeah do you so i guess i haven't read enough batman comics sure. I've, I've read a fair amount but yeah. not enough where i haven't paid attention enough to commissioner gordon but do you think like he is the character that is maybe most aligned with what the audience is supposed to be reacting to and thinking and in that's that way, the definition it becomes, of it yeah okay. that's, it's so more, it's less about breaking the fourth wall and more about him being the audience in the movie yeah okay yeah. all right okay yeah okay yeah from that perspective i see what you're saying for but sure. yeah there's a different perspective of breaking the fourth wall somebody knows yeah. and, just, and he turns to you and you know yeah like deadpool or something like that but they also it's the chorus from uh you know ancient literature you know the chorus is usually the voice of the audience or whatever right that yeah corresponds with whatever they're reacting to what they're seeing but they're still part of the production Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever attempted or knowingly succeeded in doing that. If yeah. that, I don't know. I think that has to be a conscious decision. You'd have to go into it saying, here's a tool or here's a, yeah, here's some shtick that I'm going to throw <laughs> into this thing. Yeah. I think, um, I will say though, um, if we're talking strictly about like an audience's perspective and experience, it totally, um, if you, if you have that, you as you the creator if you have that in the back of your mind and I, and I, and I've never I've never quite looked at it the way that we're talking about it in terms okay. of like knowing they're in the story but I do think that it is really important to, to select the character who uh, who is going to I guess experience experience the story like the audience would um, and and uh, because I, I feel like if the audience knows things that the main character doesn't or your protagonist or this particular character, um, it can it can ruin things or make them boring. I think a lot of movies make that mistake where it's like 
if you're not learning with the character, it it it, it totally it, it it then totally feels like you're just reading some story as opposed to experiencing something with yeah. these characters. If you're not learning real time with them or experiencing real time, um, and I I don't know if I'm weaving around what what we're kind of talking about too much well there's no really definite answer and obviously just like comedy doesn't really need to be in there it's just something that people use as a a means to oh yeah 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 i see yeah and it's something i i don't know if i injected in my story but it was something i was kind of wanted to do it i don't know if i kind of maybe almost failed when i did my story of somebody that knows that they're going they're doing the paint by numbers yeah and they knows that they're, they're going to do it. Yeah. And there's no way around, and somehow they're locked into this mechanism. Yeah, yeah. So even if they wanted to escape, they don't, they can't. Yeah. And that's the whole point of what I wrote that character for. Mm. So, yeah. Kind of like, I don't know. What's that movie with Will Ferrell where oh, that gal is writing his Stranger life? Stranger Than Fiction. I like that one a lot. That's, yeah. yeah, that's like a kind of, yeah, he knows he's in a story. He only. figures it out eventually. Yeah. It, what made me think of that is you were saying, like, if you as an audience know more than the characters in the movie, and I was trying to think of an example of where maybe that worked, and I feel like in that movie oh, you're it right. really works. It totally works. But that's yeah. because that was the mechanism for which they were trying to tell that story. Yes. You know, like, I think a lot yes. of these things, you have to consciously make the decision that I am using this shtick this is my right. my decision to incorporate this storytelling method and if you know if you're just doing it by accident or if yeah i think i guess the big picture would be as a creator do you really have full control over your craft are you making conscious decisions or do accidents happen you know are right. are you uh, prescient enough to understand what exactly it is that you are trying to do or are you just accidentally making things? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll, and I'll second this with like Truman Show. I feel mm-hmm. like that same type mm-hmm. of thing um, where... Yeah, we definitely know more than Truman does. Right. And you're rooting for him. Yeah. It's interesting because, yeah, you're still... you're like I guess in, from that sense, like, they are at this disadvantage that the audience has. But also maybe what makes Truman Show work is the fact that you are that audience out out in the real world yeah, cheering for him, right. you know? Um, they do kind of bring you into, as participants into, because so many scenes in that movie, too, they show people watching him on television. Yes. And you yeah. are also watching him on television. I yeah. Really put that, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever put that together before. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, and it works for some yeah, reason. It really, really works. Well. So it's like a cycle. Film. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's And I love that movie. I think it's really, really cool. Um you had mentioned breaking the fourth wall. Has anybody else seen Lucky yet? Harry Dean Stanton's final movie. No, no. Uh, a, it was great. You should definitely check it out. Uh, right. B, well, you has, just sold me on Harry Dean. There Stan. you go. Uh, B, it has Roger Ebert, one of the yeah. best breakings of the fourth wall. Roger Ebert goes. You know what the barometer is of a good movie? <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton. Stan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a solid flick. So it's called Lucky. Lucky. It so was it. What was it? Didn't he pass away before the movie came out? I think it. I, I think so. I believe, if I re- recall, it's been a couple years since it's been out. I believe that it was concluded, like the the full thing was done, and I think that he got to see it before he died. But that's good. Yeah, uh, it's really good. The comical part. Uh, he made a guest appearance on a comedy TV show. I can't remember it was generic, but he came on the show wearing the hat from Alien. 
Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> right, <laughs> I can't remember oh, the name of the name of the ship man, daily, but he gave, but there's right, that was a, that was a complete. If anybody insult. owns that hat, <laughs> shoot me an email. I would like to buy. The it funny thing me. is that hat was used in Fletch. Oh, really? At the end of Fletch, when I don't he goes think on I've ever vac- seen that one. Oh, in the end of the movie, I'm going to give it away anyways. The end of the movie, when all is said and done, and Fletch goes on a vacation because he solved the crimes, yeah. he puts on the hat, and it's the Harry Deaton alien hat. That's cool. That's <laughs> it's awesome. one of those movies, everybody loves alien movies, we'll get a kick out of it. my favorite movie of all time. So alien? Anything, oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I did put up a, 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 a thing, a little survey on our Twitter account. What is your favorite movie of 1979? Oh. And it was Deer Hunter, Apocalypse Now, the Warriors and Alien yeah, and Alien. alien the for me. I don't know specifically any other movies than you just listed <laughs> listed that came out that year, but I would bet that Alien is going to be my top one. Right? Yeah. Alien is fucking awesome, man. I'm never going to forget the first time I watched it, and I was just so imp- because I, I feel like what got blasted in my face um, growing up in the mid '80s, early '90s was Aliens because that's, oh, yeah. that's when they took it to like that action figure jack it up yeah you jack it up chances that one of your dad's favorite movies (laughs) (laughs) he fucking loves it versus predator dude hell yeah dude Uh, that's my dad too we have the same dad all right maybe our dad should uh, yeah they should watch films together yes yeah (laughs) movies my dad likes yeah yeah. they just talk about aliens and predator the whole time if we we make a terminator versus robocop they're really appreciated oh they would (laughs) i could probably get my dad to go to like a a night screening of that okay (laughs) all right I don't know if my dad has seen RoboCop. I'm not sure. He's never talked about it. I'll have to ask him. Okay. To find out. The uh, but that whole era, like, and then because the, I know they did, they did like the comics and the video game with uh, um, Alien versus Predator, and that was mm. kind of around the Aliens, Alien Three. Yep. Um, and I remember, so so I was subjected to the sequels in, in lots of different ways before the first Alien, and I remember I I watched the first Alien. Um, maybe when I was, oh man, 19, something like that. So I waited a while to oh, see okay. it. Um, well, I'm 33 now, so it's, it's been a little while since I watched it the first time, but I was sick. I had a, a kidney stone. I remember, oh, wow. I remember just all the lights were off and it's definitely my favorite of all of them. Yes. Um, just because of what they're able to do, yeah. just the power. Once again, it's like the, this, the, the jaws effect, like just, just sort of by, just atmosphere and yes. and and, um, and and not revealing yep. what, what everything and it just it just worked so fucking well and um, maybe that explains why I like <laughs> the Josh Trank Fantastic Four like is because like like it reminds me of, of like Alien and it reminds me of I'm disturbed um, that you just compared Fantastic <laughs> Four. <to Alien>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue your thought. I don't That's think anybody would. have... <laughs> It's okay, <laughs> but like it, like yeah. like, like uh, what it did, like I don't, I like I was hoping that what was the new one that um, Ridley Scott did? The oh, the whole Prometheus, Prometheus. Oh, yeah, the, the whole. sequel though yeah. was uh, Prometheus Two Electric Boogaloo, I believe is what it was called. <laughs> so Electric Boogaloo, yeah. Um, I was hoping to get Alien uh, Covenant. Yes, that's what it was. I, I yeah. was I was hoping that. Like we go, like that's kind of the route we'd go back to, um, but instead it wasn't. We went off to a different end, right? I think what's most effective about Alien is you don't see your mind fills in the blanks. The whole, remember that when the, yeah. the most yep. you get the sound effects of being shredded, but we're focusing on the cat who's just sitting there 
and you see it in their eyes, just soaking into their eyes. That Brilliant. It was what's going on. Yeah. That's far more effective than actually seeing blood and guts spill over them, I'm which they you. did oh, in 100%. Alien. They showed the blood and guts. But that's also an awesome movie. I, yeah. I think they are two very different animals, right? But, yes. Yeah. And Aliens is really great. You mean like, two different aliens? Yeah, well, they yeah. are. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, but for right, very two different, different reasons. Like if, if you yeah. wanted to show me one of the greatest action flicks of all time, Aliens, bar none, you've got a great pick. But if you right. want to pick one of the greatest atmospheric horror movies of all time, Alien is, uh, you yeah. cannot find a better example of pacing and atmosphere. There's a little bit of mystery involved. Oh, like so what the hell's going on? And, and you don't is, actually yeah. reveal the full freaking Alien until like the last 15 minutes. And it yeah. like... The fact that it looks like all of the tubing and stuff in and that ship, up, and right. you don't know when you're... The alien is literally in the frame. You're looking at it right now, and you and don't even realize it until right. it starts moving. That is fucking genius. Yeah, yeah. the whole design of the H.H. Oh, H. H. Gargan's design, design, everything. He yeah. was a brilliant but bad the, man. The, with aliens, I love the, the tension. Remember the whole sound of boom, Oh, yeah. Boom, oh, that yeah. you know, and then they're like, well... They it should be job. in the room by now. What are yeah. you talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So They're then your question those. was, is my mechanics wrong or yeah, yeah. we're screwed? Yeah, that was really, that's such a solid movie. Can I tell you that my claim to fame, and I might have already said this on this no, podcast. No, I don't think you ever, no. Uh, I saw Aliens in the theater when I was five years old. Nice. And when it came out, uh, I begged my dad. I don't know why my dad decided to start showing me movies like Probably Alien just to when be I was quiet and <laughs> Our dads are so know. much. Are, yeah. Okay. This is not, okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I, I asked him to take me. It was not like I'm forcing you via child abuse to take you to this terrible, terrifying, terrifying movie. Like, I like that disclaimer. Yeah. No. 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 This was this was me begging my dad to take me. And I remember going with my cousin who was double my age, and he nearly shit his pants terrified <laughs> from that movie and i was like this is the greatest day of my life and it, it remains to this day one of my my greatest days as a five-year-old that i did saw you, aliens did you grow up here yeah where'd yeah. you see it oh good question i mean i was five this is a long time ago i don't i don't i don't remember i don't Cine know five signal hills I don't know, man. Uh, this was literally in 1980. Yeah. What did it come out? 85 or 86? It had to be. Aliens had was before. Yeah. It was 80. 86. Maybe? It was a long yeah. time. It was a long gap between Alien and Aliens. Yeah. It was I think it was 86. Cause, yeah. yeah I, I had not turned six yet. So I think I was I was five when it came out. So yeah, that was. Uh, it was a long I have time. no idea where I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully someplace good. I'm sure it was good. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like it was good. It was great. I, I, you know, you bring up that cinema. I snuck into that cinema so many times. Cinema five or something. Oh, because it's teenagers running it. They don't care. Yeah. As long as you're not causing problems. <laughs> right. uh, bounce. I mean, I can't imagine how many movies I snuck into 88 that I'm not supposed to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From like Hellraiser and all. Because at 88, that's when they all came back. They had Hellraiser. Oh, Hellraiser you had Friday 13th. You had. Mike Myers came back for the fourth time, so 88 was just a bombardment oh, of nice. just... The horror movies. The horror movies were just kicking out, and I would ride my bike there with my friends without any money, and you just... <laughs> just hang out. <laughs> like, oh, my God, because the other... There was a neighboring theater in a mall. Okay. Yeah. They, that was strict. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't get past anybody without the ticket in your hand. Yeah. You couldn't sneak in there. There's no way. They were good at that. They was good at it, but Cinema 5, they just didn't care. <laughs> Mall of America Theater, yeah. you could tell them you were going to see one movie and then see something else. Yeah. Uh, so we would go, you know, in and say, we're going to see Titanic. And then we'd sneak in to see Species instead. <laughs> and that was pretty great. I tried uh, that once, man. I got fucking caught. Oh, no, no. I did. I was, it was at the Egan Theater, which no longer exists. Yeah, I think yeah. it was uh, owned by Man 
I think well, doesn't matter regardless. I can tell you what it was. <laughs> we, um, my cousin and I, bought tickets to see Men in Black, which we had already seen, and mm. we wanted to see Air Force One. We snuck into Air Force One, and our asses got pulled out of Air Force One. I'm oh. never gonna forget it. That's hilarious. I, I remember the flashlight coming in there, and. Um, and, and, and literally just just getting tapped on the shoulder and the radio like <laughs> and then yeah, my face turning beat red oh, then no. pulling us out of there like what movie are you supposed to be in and I remember, I remember just like putting my head down like Charlie Brown and, <laughs> and I, like taking the the, the, the the ticket out of my yeah. jean short pocket men in black <laughs> yeah. okay like yeah. you uh, you guys go in there like and uh, you could watch Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> At least they let you go see what you had paid to go I, see. I guess, but it was just like a, a total like it, it, it was deflated. Man. Oh, deflated! I didn't want to go see it again. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember the guy who caught us. Like he was, you know, some like fifteen-year-old kid. Oh no! I remember going to the bathroom during Men in Black, and he like <laughs> it's it's like straight out of a fucking movie. <laughs> like walking by him and he's like now don't get lost going back to the theater oh <laughs> nice and I remember just yeah scowling and, and, and hassle I did get to see it in the theater eventually though I did go see Air Force One Air Force go. One was the first my first day uh, working in the video store Oh, was really? my first day and it came out on video wow that was my first day working the video store it's like 96 uh, ninety had to be ninety seven. Okay, ninety seven. It came out. So yeah, it probably came out ninety six, and then it took. Remember, it take a while. It used to take like a like, like nine six, months to a year. Yeah, yeah for it to come on rental. Yeah, yeah. It took a while. Yeah. But yeah, I miss that. I miss working in the video store and being the king of poster bidding. Oh, oh dude, yeah. I was just over in Robbinsdale uh, at that video store, Video Universe. Right. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, no. but they've got. It's like this mom and pop video store. They have, they still rent VHS. That's amazing. Um, uh, obviously DVD, Blu-ray, um, video games. They've, I guess they've kind of sifted out, but um, just going in there and like they still got, they still update their signs, like new releases. They have the marquees. Cool. Yeah. Um, totally just go worth going out there to just feel nostalgic for a half hour and look around. It's crazy. Can I tell you about the time I snuck into Silver Linings Playbook? Uh, what? Yes, this, yeah, this is great. So, you know how uh, you'd sometimes get that invitation to go to the theater and see a movie for free, but it was like first come, first serve, and if you had a spot, you'd get in, and otherwise sure, you wouldn't. Sure, right, yeah. The, the preview. So this was for um, Die Hard 4 or something. Mm. And so we got there kind of really early, and there was already a line like ludicrously long like they had invited way too many people to see this movie or they did not anticipate like the draw for another diehard movie would be this i'm gonna go with the second one yeah <laughs> they didn't. yeah evidently uh and so my wife and i we we like drove across town and we were really pissed that we waited in this line and you know they there was some talk about maybe them having show, showing it on multiple theater you know screens or whether yeah. to accommodate but no they did not and so then they're like oh well sorry and so I was kind of pissed off, and I'm like, let's just go sneak into Silver Linings Playbook. It starts in like 15 minutes. And she's like, no, 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 we can't do that. I'm like, come on, we're here, let's go, come on. Right. So yeah. we, we go in there, and at first, of course, I thought it was a great idea until we got in the theater, and we were the only two people in the theater. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, we are gonna get caught. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, nah, let's just wait it out. Let's wait it out. So it's getting closer and closer to the theater or to the, the movie playing time. 
And a couple of people start trickling in. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to get away with this. This is great. We're going to see this movie. No big deal. And people keep coming in and coming in and more and more people. And I think everybody who was in that line Just turned that. around and went to stand in line to buy tickets to see Silver Linings Playbook. And so we're sitting there and we're like, Oh, the intention builds up, right? They're going to start checking tickets because there are people standing, like, looking around, like, trying to find empty spaces. And then people who work for the theater start coming in and they're, like, assessing the situation. But it got to the point where there are 20 people still looking for seats and there are no seats left. I think a lot of people did the same thing that we did like we're gonna sneak into fuck this movie theater we're gonna sneak into Silver Linings Playbook and see it for free it was calamity and it was hilarious <laughs> and uh, that's the only time in my adult life that I uh, so you, got, you actually got to see, to see it movie. yeah we stayed and we watched it and I enjoyed it and then I bought it on Blu-ray so whoever owns the rights to that movie fuck you I actually did pay to see the movie uh, <laughs> the last movie that I got to see one of the only people in the theater was Rules for Attraction Mm. I think that was what was it called? The Rules for Attraction with James Vanderbeek was in it. Oh, I don't the, know the uh, uh, other book. That, no, no, no. I'm thinking of L, uh, the the American Psycho guy. Um, Brett, I think yes, you're Jason right. Ellis wrote the book. Wrote the book, and it's yeah. completely a life and times of liberal arts students. Which oh, okay. We watched it, and we, my good. wife and I turned. That's college. That was college. Totally. <laughs> 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 it, was a, it was good flick. It, it was all right. I mean, it, it definitely, if you had the college experience. You will understand a very much, like relate to all the yeah, events okay. that happened. In the, Wait, is yeah. this one where he's kind of uh, James Vanderbeek is kind of a, a villain in this movie? Like he's an asshole. He's kind of yes, he's twisted now. Yeah, yeah I guess twisted. I have seen that. I remember that movie. Yeah, now. I have seen. And that. that's the last wife and I was in the theater that was by a while ourselves. Back, right? Yeah, that was a long okay. time. Right? Yeah. Have you ever left a movie? Yes. Do you remember which um, the last time? I've I've done it twice. I've really liked to, but I've only left a th- movie twice. Triple uh, X. <laughs> you didn't care for the ending holy eh? shit it, uh, it was 15 minutes in I look at my girlfriend and I go let's get out of here this is terrible and we actually went and we got our money back and I said this this is garbage cinema I will not pay for this and they gave us our money back the other wow. one was um, oh who's the, who's the very very popular filmmaker did um, Fantastic Mr. Fox and Darjeeling Limited Wes and, Anderson yeah second Wes Anderson movie um not so Royal not Ten- Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums? Rushmore, Rushmore. Royal Tenenbaums, I like that one. I think that's the third one. Rushmore. Yeah, I walked out of that one. Okay, I didn't the get Jason it. Schwartz film? Yeah, yep. We made it a long way, and I'm like, this is, I don't get it, and I yeah. left. Since then, I've liked it. All right. At the time when I was I you just know, didn't have the, 16, I didn't get it. You didn't have the temperament or the no. really the care for it. Yeah. Uh, mine was Fear.com with Stephen Dorff. Oh, I, I was like, this is the How'd worst. How did you end up buying a ticket for that in the first place, bro? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I see everything. So there you go. Right. Have right. you walked out of something? I came this close. My wife and I came this. Well, I'm doing a visual, but Benjamin to Valerian. Oh, well, we sure, sat and Luke watched Bassan. the. Yeah, we sat. Oh yeah, Valerian. I I my I turned to my wife. And go. I'm going to pay dearly for this, and she. Yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> oh bummer, man. I kind I kind of yeah. dug it. It did get a little like, like slow, but you didn't like it. Either. I do. I do like. Oh it, yeah, actually. yeah. I the first it, yeah. time I saw it, I go, "Wow, that was a bad movie," and yeah. for some reason, it stuck in my mind. Like I kind of want to watch that again, and I've now seen it like four times. Really, but I think the reason that I like it is the world building and the visuals. Yeah. The storytelling. It's kind of garbage. But 
like right. atmospherics and effects and world building and characters and like uh, that stuff was a plus in my book it's not a great movie but there's a lot about it that i thought was pretty great so you stick jay uh, well well i oh yes yeah, so, well there are yeah. two okay yeah yeah um two movies that i walked out of um one was one that I just didn't get when I was like 16. Right, you usually uh, do it when you're a little bit younger. Yeah. You just don't have that. It yeah. was a mighty wind. Mighty wind. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that, uh, that, that satire thing. Yep. That disappointed me too. Oh, it, really? Yeah, because I've seen, you know, uh, Best in Show. show. I've yeah, seen Mighty all wind those. Yeah, Mighty Wind was not a Spinal Tap and everything. Yeah, yeah. that's and their, that wind is is their just, weakest film, I would say. Yeah. I didn't just, they do Waiting for Guffman as well? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't stick around for that one. I went and watched the second half of X Men Two. <laughs> I remember again, uh, and then um, what else was it? There was another film. I there's a few years ago, uh, well, more than a few years ago. I remember for some reason I decided I'd go see the Exotic Marigold Hotel. Oh yeah, the best Exotic That's what Marigold it is. Hotel. And I like I didn't dislike it. Like I was just right. too tired, and I knew I had to drive home from yeah. right over off. From Woodbury to Invergrove Heights, at, at the time, I was falling asleep in the theater, and I'm like, "Like that's not good. Like this isn't gonna be good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna ask for my money back. It's my fault. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just gonna leave and drive home. <laughs> I almost okay. Like I hate admitting this because I watch it and I get so much joy out of it now because of what it is. But I almost, I almost left during Punisher Warzone. <laughs> but but i stayed you know i had the same thing same with lucas when i first watched warzone i just thought it was you know him from dangling from the chandelier and all this stuff it's like this is ridiculous i don't think i saw it i thought the first one was so bad charred up and the recycling and he's getting chewed up but it's my face it's like but your whole how about your whole body not just your face (laughs) yeah yeah and i kind of appreciate it it's this junk food movie yeah it's just junk food it's you're not gonna die. It's nothing to digest about it. It's just yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate yeah. I I, I I like everything and I find the good in that movie. But I, that, that scene where like he starts crying and Luffy Ben Jim's like, I'm gonna make it so you don't ever have to look in the mirror again. And then he and then he's, he's holding his face and then he and he starts doing these like monkey backflips off like the, the the desk counters and smashing all the mirrors and they're like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah ah oh, this is great and he's and yeah and so he starts smashing all the mirrors in this in this uh uh lobby and it's like what well, we should pull up the scene after we're done here and, and it's just the weirdest it, it's it like i i i remember laughing in the theater i remember holding my face and being like what <laughs> embarrassed for it like, right. the yeah, embarrassed for what you just saw you're like oh. you really did that in the movie yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's I, how i get in uh, the original batman when um the joker is like dancing around in his little like art gallery to that prince song i oh. get so embarrassed for everyone involved in that really production. i love yeah. that scene really oh yeah i yeah. get embarrassed for it's, them. it's a little bit awkward yeah, yeah 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 i do I think I understand what Tim Burton's trying to do. Where he's trying to like we're gonna trash classical with a new version. Yeah, of, yeah, with this nineties. Uh, I, I didn't get it. Oh, right. It sounds like I need to check out Punisher Warzone. <laughs> well, well, we'll look at that scene. It, after it's this. a big Mac right. of a fo- movie. Like, it, uh, yeah, it, it, like like it's it's worth watching because of like it's like holy shit! Like this actually like this is a movie. Right. Awesome. Like, See, I like those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, that's what, that's why you I say. took the time to climb up a chandelier to dangle from it with, with machine guns and twirl. You <laughs> and and I and like and and to Lexi Alexander, who I believe is the one 
who directed it. I like from what I understand, like a lot of shit went down behind scenes. So I feel really bad for her. But like for like it's a female director for yeah, the Punisher. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. pretty badass. And uh, the, I guess they like replaced the entire score on her. And, oh like, come on! Like yeah, they underhanded her pretty. Yeah, so I feel bad for her. But like when I watch that movie now, like there are just moments that it's like it's it's gonna be a cult classic, man. I'm in. <laughs> All right, we got a couple <laughs> few more minutes. Uh, if I can, do you have any movies you would like to recommend to their audience before we go? And I have one. I think I recommended to you. Yeah. And I recommended to um, Elian and Kirsty when they were here. Uh, it's a new movie called The Standoff at Sparrow Creek. Oh, Did yeah. you see yeah, that? Yeah, I, I watched that flick. Yeah. I thought Did it was, you see? I it? thought it was decent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's written really well. It's probably the best one so far of the the year. I've seen kind of about thirty movies this year, and I stay. It's probably the best one. The guy took ten years of storyboarding it before Whoa. he actually made the movie. But I did like the I did like the story. You kind of I thought it was okay. I, I'm not uh, I'm not as bullish on it as you were, but I didn't dislike yeah. it. Um, there is, I guess, um, I didn't feel like it was quite clear all the time what was happening. Not in a way that was like a stylistic choice, but more of that I just couldn't quite understand the dialogue all the time. Like lines were delivered very quickly or very quietly. And um, there's a lot of twists and turns. I I wouldn't say I disliked the movie, but I think those few things kept me removed enough from the storytelling gotcha. that I couldn't quite connect with it on that. No, side. I agree with it. Yeah, there's certain things that it seemed a little bit mm, that they try to make it seem natural, but it just didn't work very well. Right? Like almost I still like thought it was a decent flick. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jay, do you have one a movie? I'm gonna mention two Braid this year. I'll recommend Braid. Yeah, I got it. And I'll recommend Stand Off at Sparrow Creek. I'm gonna write that down as well. It doesn't have to be a movie from this year, of course, if you wanna. Okay, so, dude, I just rewatched Masters of the Universe yesterday. <laughs> Whoa! I gotta recommend that. Because, <laughs> All right. And 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 uh, and and like it's like it's so not he man. <laughs> Right, and guns. It, it, yeah, it's, yeah. There it's, are guns. There's guns. It's, what? it's it's super bizarre. Like it's, it does this excellent job of capturing like the '80s magic of all these movies we're talking about. Like it's so it, '80s. Like it's yeah. ridiculously '80s, and it has that magic. And like it's not like the script is anything to write home about, but I was thoroughly entertained. And like Frank Langella is fucking fantastic as Skeletor. Like, like he's, he's an old man Skeletor. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and <laughs> it's, right. and it's, um, you know what? The makeup that he had to wear. Yeah. That's really good. I mean, really the movie, good. yeah, but the makeup, it's really fantastic. For, yeah. yeah. Really for the time. Um, something more, um, let's see here. I feel like I just had something. Um, one movie that kind of went under the radar that I, need to recommend which i even haven't i haven't revisited that it kind of like snuck up on me um and i'm seeing it starting to stream and but not a lot of people saw it was um wind river yes oh that was a really good one that was yeah. my yeah uh, that was really good 28 was it 2018 yeah it was 2018 that was in my yeah. top 10 in 2018 yeah really good a lot of people didn't see it no a lot of people didn't no, see really it really solid uh um, taylor sheridan he wrote and directed it yeah that was his kind of he had a western trilogy theme going yeah um the first one was sicario he just written the screenplay for oh, okay. it okay. That's the second one too. was hell and high water 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that one too. That was great. That, he written and directed. I can now them. kind of see the connect. I can get. Yeah. I can see that that and they're all kind this, of connected. There, it's just like his modern view. He had this all in mind of these three different movies, huh. all separate. Not really a, like a flow, but they're like a tripic piece of the modern West. I love huh. that. That's yeah. cool. how cool though that like he's like no these these aren't you know, officially connected, but this is what I'm doing. Like this filmmaker can do this with it. This filmmaker right. can do, you know, because it was, they're, they're all directed by different people. No, De- well, the Wind, River, Wind River and Hell Iowa, he written and directed them. Sakari, he just did the screenplay for. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, didn't Denis Villeneuve do Sicario? Yep. And then so, okay, and then he did Wind River and then, he did Hell, and High, Hell or High Water. He written and directed both of those. Okay, yeah. wow. All right. Yeah. yeah that movie's fantastic. So, yeah. He's a, he was one of those He just started, he was an actor for many years. He wasn't getting things and he just started picking up writing. And now cool. it feels like, he, he, I listened to the interview, he feels like I figure out my what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> now I'm not supposed to be acting, I'm supposed to be writing. So Anybody here see Sicario 2 yet? I haven't, but I heard it was actually pretty good. Yeah, I really liked it. it I, it's I don't the think same, it was given yeah. fair uh, criticism or attention. I really thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I I think what's the minus of it? It's the same theme, temperament, and tone of the original. I mean, it's one. Yeah. Sicario too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. um, it it's it, definitely not a liked, carbon copy. No, and no. It, you know, it is the characters. If you enjoyed or were interested in the characters, aside from Emily Blunt, because she does not return to the film, but um, Benicio del Toro and Josh Brolin and the co- the continuation of their storyline, I would yeah. highly recommend rewatching Sicario. Again again before you see the second one because there is a lot that connects and i did watch it like the day before i saw the second one and i was glad i had and they are making a third and i'm very happy about that i think it's a really continuing to be a really cool story so it's worthy yeah 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 it's not as good as the first one but it is still definitely a good flick definitely yeah um the next if when you talk about wind river the next time you see it look for the the whole motif of doors Doors are doors. doors are huge importance to that okay. movie. Okay. okay, usually the most important dialogue happens in front of a door. Oh, wow. In fact, the most important cut is in front of a door in the movie. Okay, oh, yeah. you, it's All one. Right. Of, it's almost like it's almost like doors are an invitation. People have to get invited. You're going into a different world. And I think Taylor wrote it really well. If you want to see it again, look at every every even the beginning of the movie. The door when Jeremy Renner knocks on the door and she he has to be wait to get invited into his ex-wife's new world oh, and all that stuff. But Doors, it's a wonderful oh, motif. Of, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't pick that up. I'm going to, yeah, oh. I want to watch it again now. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right, um, guys. Well, oh, can I tell you my good flicks? Oh, I thought it was Sakari too. Well, I mean, it was a good <laughs> flick, but it wasn't my, it wasn't the ones I was going to recommend <laughs> sorry, to you. Yeah, I'm sorry you did. Come on, man. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, I won't go, I won't take too much time. No, go uh, ahead. Bad go Times ahead. at the El Royale. I missed it. Gotta miss. catch it. Gotta catch it. Okay. Five out of five. Great movie. You really talk about cool. film reviewers being bad. I'm not going to listen to film reviewers. They've poo-pooed that movie. Did they? Yeah. They're review- all fucking worthless. <laughs> and again, my dad liked it. So. Oh, yeah. Your dad, your, your dad is a right. decent, decent guy. Yeah. Great flick. Great storytelling. Uh, really solid acting work. I thought it was fantastic. Really fun. Good. I'm going to ignore the film reviewers. I'm yeah, going to go see that. I would be surprised if either of you really disliked it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, First Man. I think that one went under I was the radar. Just, I was just going to say that because that's another movie that everybody slammed film it's, review wise and I watched it I go what is wrong I put it on Twitter what yeah, is wrong with you right. this is actually a great movie five both I give both uh, Bad Times at El Royale and First Man five out of five I thought Damn. they were I, I'm, I was movies. embarrassed that I listened to film reviewers and ignored that movie yep 
Uh, uh, Ryan Gosling is always fantastic, honestly. Uh, please don't read anything about it. Just go see it. There are things that happen that I guarantee will be spoiled for you, and that will drastically change your experience having seen the movie. Um, and, you know, yeah, we all know about moon launches and the you know the landing on the moon right, and yeah. whatever uh it that doesn't matter you're you're really gonna like it and if you have a chance to see it on like a, a decent surround sound system please do oh that. god i don't know why it, it didn't win anything for sound oh absolutely win, i think it went for something for sound it, uh, it, it won something sound. yeah i feel like it was not at least i think it won for sound something no. i have uh dolby atmos in my in my home theater room at my house and it it was so good. That's badass, man. Yeah, it was great. It is. It, it presents a wonderful anxiety of when you get shot into space and you're. It's quiet. You really <laughs> feel like you are in that the, the claustrophobia and the fact that these dudes were in these tiny, tiny little capsules for hours, hours. and hours on and end. And it's deathly quiet because oh, there's no man. It was so great. It's right. really a good movie. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll make sure that I've got I've got DTS Master Audio. There you go. There you go. That'll, that'll do the trick. Turn it up. Turn yeah. it up. Cool. All right. I'm well, now. that's great. Jay Lucas, thanks for coming for our look. This was nice to really fun, really fun stuff and talk about movies. I love it. Um, we have a thing in the podcast. It's not over to the guest says it's over. Uh, I'd say it's over. You say it's over. Oh yeah, it's over. <laughs> <laughs>